All right, everybody, welcome back to day four of week six of our LBC 2024 Bible Reading Plan podcast. This is Pastor Jonathan White, and today we're going to be looking at Romans chapter four. We've spent some time in Romans already, you know, catching up with the New Testament view of uh, the early chapters of Scripture, looking into Genesis. Uh, And now what we're doing is exactly just more of that, right? We're looking at Romans four to see how Paul was writing to the New Testament church, looking back particularly the person of Abraham, right? We've been dealing with this uh, this week of God's covenant promises made to Abraham. And Romans chapter 4 is, is, is looking back at those promises and how they were fulfilled uh, for Abraham to be called righteous. Now, we've seen that in Scripture, right? We'll, we'll see uh, even into next week as we look at, at Abraham's continued life, how he was made righteous. And that's what Paul is really doing now. He's looking back in this chapter at how Abraham was able to claim righteousness uh, ultimately in Christ. And Paul does this throughout the book of Romans, right? Romans really is the book above all others in, in the New Testament among Paul's letters that look back uh, at Old Testament scriptures and Old Testament promises to see how those came uh, to be true in the person of Jesus Christ. And really that's what he's doing here uh, with Abraham. At the end of Romans 3, Paul is in the middle of this discussion about how uh, one is made righteous not by their works, but by faith, right? Because all are sinful. That's what Romans 3.23 says. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And he tells us that we're made righteous, again, not by our works, but by our faith. And what a vastly different idea for the Jewish people at the time, right? Whose entire life was built upon upholding this law, upon obeying the uh the sacrificial law, the ceremonial law, all these things uh, that had been given to them is what they had built their life upon. That's what they were, was foundational to them. And Paul is now telling them that in Christ, it is not their works that make them righteousness, that make them righteous, but their faith that makes them righteous. And this is such a vastly different idea. And Paul does an incredible job now in Romans 4 of turning to their their father, right? The one in whom their Hebrew faith was grounded in, in Abraham, right? They, they took great pride in being children of Abraham. And Paul's going to show them that even Abraham was not made righteous by his works, but was made righteous by his faith. And he does so by quoting uh, Genesis 15, right? He, he begins in, in verse 3 of chapter 4. He says, for what, for what does Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. That's that's really all we need right there, right? It's what the Scriptures tells us. It was not Abraham's works. It was not his obedience. That was uh, It was not his, his faithful living according to the laws and commands God had given. It was his faith that was credited to him as righteousness. That's what we'll later see in Hebrews chapter 11 also, as it talks about there. Uh, so Paul is in the middle of this this wrestling with this this constant battle between faith and works that even the the New Testament church uh, was struggling with. And whether you were Jewish and you were worried about how circumcision would make you righteous, or whether you were Gentile trying to figure out even how you could be grafted into this righteousness, this this tension continued to to reign. And Paul now turns his attention to dealing with this idea of of circumcision. Uh, as a pathway to righteousness, right? That's what he begins to wrestle with uh, later in the chapter. He says in in verse 9, he says, Is this blessing only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. That's a significant thing, right, in the life of Abraham, right? He really was called out of a life as a Gentile into the covenant with God, right? We saw last time how in Genesis uh, 12, he really was called out of this this pagan nation, this, this idol-worshiping uh, culture to be God's chosen one who he would bless 
the earth through his his descendants, right? Abraham was was in this Gentile culture when he was called. So he was uncircumcised when it was uh, credited to him as righteousness, the faith that he had. And in verse 11, he says, he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. So he's showing the Jewish people in this time now that, hey, it's not this this act that makes you righteous. It's not any works themselves that earn your righteousness. It is purely the faith that you have placed in the person of Jesus Christ. And this means that faith is now available not just for the circumcised, but for the uncircumcised also. And this holds true to what God had promised Abraham, right? That through Abraham, all the nations would be blessed, not just the nation of Israel, but all the nations, right? So circumcision then had nothing to do with being God's child. Faith is what makes you a child of God. Not any outward works, not any obedience, not any rule following. It is faith that makes you a child of God. And we see that uh, Abraham's faith was truly uh, incredibly uh, just foundational in his life, right? And we see that he realized this promise through faith in so many different occasions. We'll get into some more of those even next week. But later in this chapter, uh, it shows really uh, how Abraham's faith was made real in his life. In verse 18, it says, In hope he believed against hope, that he should be Come, the father of many nations, as he had been told, so shall your offspring be. And even the verse before that, in verse 17, it says, As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations, in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. So just as God, we saw in week one in Genesis 1 of creation, as God spoke creation into existence out of nothing, we've seen that God can make life appear where there is only death. And Abraham had faith that that's exactly what he was going to do in his life, right? He had promised this descendant to Abraham when he was about 75 years old. And now Abraham's pushing 100, right? And he still has not received this this descendant, right? This, this heir, this one who would carry out these covenant promises of God in his life. And he still had faith that even out of their near end of life age, even out of the barrenness uh, of her womb, out of the death that was there, God was going to call life into existence. That is the faith that Abraham has. And that is the faith that points us to the gospel, right? That where there is only death, God can breathe life into existence. And that's exactly what he does for us, right? In our dead and sinful hearts, God breathes the Holy Spirit into us calls us into repentance and faith in him. This is the gospel that Abraham had faith in, right? That, that life will come where there is only death through the power of God. That is what we hope in today. That is where our righteousness comes from. We can produce no righteousness of our own. We are sinful, broken, desperate creatures who can only receive life through a mighty work of God, through his righteousness being given to us. And he achieved that through his son, Jesus's death and then his resurrection. That is the gospel that Abraham trusted in and that was credited to him as righteousness. And that is the gospel that we look to for our hope even today. Church, I hope you've been blessed by our time in Abraham uh, seeing his story this week and God's covenant promises with him. We have two more weeks continuing on and learning about how God has made covenant with Abraham. Next week, we'll look at Genesis 15, where Abraham 
uh, begins to really put his faith in God to the test. We'll see again what Paul has to say in, in Galatians chapter 3 uh, about justification coming through faith. And then we'll look more into this idea of circumcision, uh, especially in Abraham's life in Genesis 17. So we hope you uh, are blessed this week. We hope that this week has been uh, just beneficial and edifying for you in learning about this covenant promise made to Abraham and what that means for us. And we look forward to continuing to talk with you more about that next week. Until then, God bless.